listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly masterclass interviews on topics to help you make your first or next step in business the right one. I'm your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Do you ever struggle to stay motivated to get the job done? Or does your business direction seem to be unspecific at times? Today's guest is Don Marklin. Don is a business coach and the author of The Four C's of Accountability. Don tells us that the missing piece of the success puzzle for many entrepreneurs is accountability. Most of us rely on ourselves only when it comes to our businesses, but if we leverage accountability, our results will become byproducts. For links to resources that will be mentioned during this episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 097. And now here is my conversation with Don Marklin about leveraging accountability to grow your business. Don, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Alex. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And I, I did a lot of research on you when I first found you, which is actually through Podmatch. I went to your profile. I went to your website. I went all over the place. And I clearly need to change something because I didn't notice for the first week that I was looking into what you've done, listening to you on shows. I had no idea you were in my same city, Jacksonville, Florida here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, look, that's a problem with our city. We don't do enough to promote Jacks, right? We don't. Um, and so I, I usually sum it up to East Coast or Florida and try to grab the bigger market share, right? Right. South Georgia is what some people call us. But <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. You know, it was actually yeah. funny. I was on a in Clubhouse, which is for people who don't know, it's a newer social media app where it's just all audio, a bunch of people talking. I happened to be in a room with way too many people on a stage. And the question they asked me was, where do you live and what do you do? Which I think is way too general of a question. But I answered it right when I did that somebody unmuted themselves out of these hundreds of people that were on the stage and just yelled Duval, like people do here in, in Jacksonville. And everyone else is like, what is that? But anyway, um, for anyone who doesn't live here, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. I don't mean to single that out because we do have a good base of people listening in Jacksonville, Florida, but also nationally and globally. So uh, it is just great to have somebody on the show that is a local. So Don, really glad you're here today, man. I'm really excited to be here and be a part of what you do and, and with Podmatch. It's it's really made a difference for my business. So thank you for that. Love that. Thanks so much, man. So today we're going to talk about accountability, which is a topic that we have not covered on this podcast, but it's been so important in my life and obviously yours as well. And in the life of most people that I consider to be successful entrepreneurs, accountability is not just part of their personal life, but also their professional life. And again, we've never covered this before. So I'm really excited to be able to dive into this. And this is something that I assume you had to learn uh, over time, right? Like you probably didn't start off day one saying I need accountability and what I'm doing. That's right. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 I'll share with you the really brief version of, of how it happened. And here I was, I was in my mid twenties. I was vice president of sales and operations for a call center company in Northern Utah. And I was about 70 pounds heavier than I am now, right? I was traveling 24 times a year as a road warrior, never saw my wife and kids. And one day I was in uh, Rock Falls, Illinois, just finished a big training group. Our employees were about 1,500, and I just trained a big, large group of them. And I was sitting in the break room. I just finished eating a chalupa. I don't know if you've ever heard of Taco Bell, but yeah. it's so good. I don't eat it anymore, but back then I loved it. And as I sat there, I realized, you know what? This can't be what my life is. I can't feel miserable. I can't be tired. I can't never see my family. I was being successful but I didn't feel it. And I needed this kind of clarity moment. And I had read all these self-help books and different documents and things and courses, but nothing seemed to resonate. And that's where I sat there. And I realized I need to understand accountability. 
And I got this little notebook and I wrote down my thoughts. I took this Bob Proctor quote, which was accountability is the glue that ties commitment to results. And then I started to create for myself this little program. It was totally Don Marklin's mantra to make myself better. And I came up with the four C's. And as I lived the four C's, amazing things happened. I lost weight. I started to see my wife more and she liked the thinner me, which was, which was a bonus. <laughs> right. And my business, I started to teach it to everybody there. And the business grew from 15 to 25 up to 50 million. And then I've continued on from there with different startups and different businesses like here in Jacksonville grew a business to 90 million, all on the backbone of we're all going to know the four C's. We're going to live them. We're going to talk about them and it's going to do everything we do. Love that. So we should all be thanking Taco Bell for this just revelation that you had, right? <laughs> yeah. That, well, they took the chalupa off the menu. Oh, okay. And like, you know, during COVID, they shrunk their menu. And I saw when they took that down, I was like, there it goes. There it goes. The instigator of the, my whole business right. was the chalupa. <laughs> That's funny. So we're going to get into these four C's in just a moment here. Uh, first, I want to mention for myself personally, I, I have a vested interest in this episode, like I do all of them. I've done a really good job in incorporating accountability into my personal life. But professionally, sometimes I question whether I have the right metrics, like I've done the right things. Your book, The Four C's of Accountability really helped me do this. So I really want to dive into these points here with you today. But before we dive into those four C's directly, you have two rules that you talk about with accountability. Can you dive into each of those for us briefly, and then we'll get into the four C's? Yes, thank you for that. So accountability, the four C's is a real tactical, measurable approach to how you look at accountability. But there are these two encompassing rules that go over the top. The first rule is accountability always starts with me or yourself. So whatever environment you're in, you have to look at it from how did I contribute to this problem or this situation or this success? So many times accountability has this negative connotation, right? I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold Alex accountable or whatever it is. And now it just becomes ugly. Look, I'm going to hold Alex accountable for having the best podcast matching company on planet earth, right? You, you should get accountability for that and your misses. So it starts with you, right? How do I contribute to it? What do I have to do different? And I don't care what the situation is. It could be a hurricane in Jacksonville. If your power's out, what did you do to prepare for it? right? Hold yourself accountable first. That's number one. And then the second rule is there are no egos in accountability. Anybody can hold you accountable. And I look at it this way. Uh, I use a metaphor of baseball. If I throw a pitch and, and Alex swings and he misses, that's a strike. And it doesn't matter if the umpire called it a strike or the opposing player called it a strike or a fan in the stands called it a strike. It doesn't matter because right. a strike is still a strike. And so many times when somebody tries to hold us accountable, we get all whiny and, and start to call out their faults. You know, you do that too, or you're, you know, it's not your job to tell me where I screwed up. And I say, stop it. Stop the ego. Of course, they're being hypocritical. I mean, nobody's perfect, right? But just be thankful they had the guts to tell you the truth. And now, you know, grab the bat and swing again, right? It's a strike. That's okay. Those are the two rules. I really, really love these two rules. And something that I know about accountability is you can't hold the unwilling accountable. People who just aren't into it, people who are lacking humility are usually people who you can't hold accountable because maybe they think they're better than you or who are you to tell them, right? That type of thing. Or themselves, right. they just don't have the, the personal conviction of I need to improve or my business needs to improve. Instead, they just maybe follow the process that they set in front of them instead of being willing to to adjust things. So these two rules are just, I mean, they're key. Like without these, the, the four C's don't really make a lot of sense, do they? 
That's right. You can't apply them. That's why we started. I start with the two rules is so that you get in the right mindset for personal development and and being better in your personal life, professional life, et cetera. You have to have that mindset. Uh, so many times you mentioned it, that people that I won't let, you know, I can't let people hold me accountable. It's because I've got this big ego, right? Who are you to hold me accountable? And that's why it is just drop that. Anybody from a five-year-old kid could tell you, hey, old man, you suck, right? And if you suck, own it, fix it. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Yeah, it's a good point. I've had to learn this the hard way in my younger years. I'll, I'll just say through my 20s, really. I had a bit more of an ego, and it was tough for me to learn from other people or admit that I needed help even at times. But in my 30s, I've been much better about this. And there was a great example that somebody was giving me some advice on something, and I just listened. And they had not been there. They were just kind of guessing their way. And somebody saw me talking to this individual, and I'm going to keep everyone nameless and keep this really high level. But they asked, like, why did you? Why were you listening to that person? I'm like, well, in case they had something that I could learn from them. And the person I was talking to was like, wow, like you, you really mean that, like you're really walking in that level of humility that you're way further along, but you still want to see if there's something you can learn. And I just think that humility is such an important part of accountability. So I kind of wanted to reinforce yeah. that a little bit. But again, those two rules are accountability always starts with me. And rule number two, there are no egos when it comes to accountability. Two very, very important points I'm glad you covered for us, Don. Hey, Alex Sanfilippo here, and I want to take a quick moment to intentionally serve the world with you. Here's what I want you to do. Think of the one person you know who would most benefit from listening to this episode today. Now, I want you to send it to them, but also include an encouraging note explaining why you share this episode with them specifically. By doing this, you're helping me grow this podcast, and you're also adding value to the people you care about. With that said, thank you for your continued support. It means the world to me. And now, let's get back to today's episode. So along with that, I'm ready to go ahead and dive into these four C's now to provide a quick overview. And I'd love to, to discuss each of them with you. Uh, the four C's are critique success, correct failure, celebrate growth, and crush mediocrity. I'd love to go ahead and, and just go into each of these. So can you start off with that first C there, which is to critique success and just kind of give us an overview of it? Absolutely. So critique success is the concept of do it better every time. One of my earliest mentors, his name was Greg, a guy who really changed my life. You know, you want to talk about cocky, you know, he imagined me a 22 year old sales leader breaking records right for my company. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was super cocky. And that's when Greg pulled me in. He showed me all my stats and showed me one tiny little stat where I wasn't the best. And it was even a stat that didn't matter. I knew it didn't matter. So I started arguing being the cocky guy that I am. And I'm like, Greg, this is stupid. Why are you pointing at that? And he said, because the minute you reach the top of the mountain, there's only one place to go. You can only go down, always raise the bar, always move it up. And so when you do something well, before you break your wrist, pat yourself on the back, stop and say, okay, how could I do this better? Knowing what I know now, how would I have learned it better? How would I have been faster? How would I have gotten more deals? Whatever it is, but you critique your success and you surround yourself with people that will help you do that, tell you the truth. And when you do that, you'll never stop growing. So this point here, does this ever drive a perfectionist mindset or attitude you find where you just get very critical over your success? Or is there a fine line? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. That's a good question, right? There's, there is a fine line. Self-talk matters, right? You know, critique success does not mean, you know, belittle who you are and the value you are. We said just a few minutes ago, you need to be held accountable for the wins in your life as well as the losses. So it's okay to be like, man, I did that really well. That was awesome. Now, how could it be better? What could I do better? Sometimes that doesn't mean your effort. It might mean involving somebody else 
or doing different things. So self-talk absolutely matters to this whole thing. You, how you hold yourself accountable on a daily basis is important. You can't just crush yourself, right? You got to just look at the behaviors and then build yourself back up. It's a great point. And what about if you are rolling solo, like you are a side hustler or in a brand new startup is just you, maybe even just one other person alongside you. How do you actually implement accountability in this critique success section, especially when you maybe don't have anybody directly involved with you? So that's important. So I'll share it with a, a small story. Back when I had my first business that I co-owned with another owner, we were a digital marketing agency and we were losing money literally every hour, right? We had a negative $10,000 run rate, which is by, by the way, none of your listeners should follow that model. That is not a successful. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh at it. I'm sorry. Model. You're right. It's yeah. not a good model. Don't follow that yeah. one. And it was terrible, right? And one day I called my amazing wife and got her on the phone because I was, I was the solopreneur. The other owner was a serial entrepreneur and he was already gone doing the next business. I'm left making payroll, calling collections, sales training, everything. And we were losing. And I called my wife on the way home from work at about an hour commute. And I said, this job sucks. This is bad. This is bad. I mean, I just went through the whole whining list. And she said to me, are you done complaining? And I said, yes. And she goes, good. Lucky for you, I didn't marry a loser. From now on, only call me when you're going to talk about the solutions. Otherwise, you are the problem. Only call me when you're going to talk about the four C's. And she slammed down the phone. And that's what taught me, woke me up and made me realize everybody needs an accountability partner. Sometimes you pay for that with a coach. Somebody outside has to say, Alex, you're on your crap, dude. Let's go. Let me tell you the truth. And you listen to it and it pushes you, especially in critique success, to move forward. So clearly your, your wife is a rock star first off. My goodness, like applause <laughs> to her. You can't, I can't clap. I want an interview because it sounds terrible for listeners, but I wanted to, I want to be like, good for her. That was great. Yeah. It was a powerful, cool. powerful moment. She always laughs about it. Remember when I called you a loser? Like, yeah, I do. I actually tell that story a lot. So <laughs> right. Yeah, That's a, it's yeah. a good story to tell people, but also a really important point for people that are rolling solo to think about how they can find somebody in their life. Doesn't need to be a spouse. It can be a friend, somebody you trust. It could be a, a, a coach. You could be in a mastermind. The important thing is somehow some way to have accountability in what you're doing, especially in this first section. But uh, that's really good stuff, Don. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I'll add to that one little comment is in Western civilization, especially, you know, people watch Gary Vee and they all they watch all these people and they think, oh, they see these guys did it on their own. They pulled it up by their bootstraps and get rid of that mentality. No, they didn't. Gary has had a coach. He's talked about it many times. So is Tony Robbins. So is Oprah. All these people that are super successful always had somebody holding them accountable. It wasn't just, hey, I did it all on my own and that gives me more credibility. It doesn't. Sometimes it means you're a fool. Get somebody around you to help you be better. I think you might be onto something here, Don. I think, think you got something here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on to that, uh, that second C, which is to correct failure. So, and you know this, I, I, you know, you interview a lot of entrepreneurs and um, in various degrees of success. And one of the biggest things to stop entrepreneurs from succeeding or even starting is that fear of failure, right? That, hey, I just, if I can't throw a bullseye, I just don't even want to show up into the bar and throw. And that is the wrong mentality, right? You, we teach a lot in this the four C's is don't punish your mistakes, correct them. I guarantee you're going to make mistakes. I mean, if you go back in the history of Podmatch, you've probably got a list of so many mistakes. Can't count them anymore. It's a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And that's okay, right? It's about, did I? can I find the decision point where I made the mistake? What assumptions did I make? What logic did I use? That's what I'm going to correct. 
I'm going to get that better. I'm going to fix that, but I'm not going to beat myself up for making mistakes. I mean, it just happens, right? Believe me, my wife reminds me of my mistakes constantly, right? And if I dwelled on those, like you said, that self-talk, you'd never get up in the morning. So correct them and move forward. Love it. It's a, such a good point. I think that some of us, we we fear failure. And we have talked about this so many times on this podcast. I mean, this comes up a lot because failure, the, the unwillingness to fail is what holds people back. Because if you're not willing to fail, then succeeding doesn't really come along. No, no one hits it right every time, right? That's what I'm kind of getting right. at here, is that you have to have some failure along the way. You have to be willing to correct it and drive back into what the failure was. And what's important is with accountability, it's not so someone can beat you up and be like, wow, you did make a mistake. The accountability is, hey, let's talk about it. Let's correct it, right? I mean, I, I just did this yesterday. Actually, my wife is a great accountability for me in this space. I, I mentioned something that I had done wrong with Podmatch. And it goes back to the almost one of the first decisions I made about it. And here I am almost a year later realizing that was not the right move for me to make. It's not does have the best interest in mind for the members. And I had to make an adjustment. And I actually sent out a video to everybody when we did some updates and apologized because I gave them something I thought they wanted and they didn't. And here's what we did to correct it and make it better for everybody and improve the product. It was nothing like it at an integrity level. It was just, yeah. I guessed on a, on a service that I thought that people would want and I was mistaken. But uh, yeah, but, I know that world. That's right. Right. But a really important point here. I'm glad that we talked about that. And again, we, we cover failure a lot on this podcast. So I don't want to dive too much deeper into that, but a good sure. point of accountability for sure. So moving along to the third C, which is to celebrate growth. So yeah, celebrate growth is where you get to have some fun. Because you, when you do hard things, when you make things that are outside of your comfort zone, if I'm going to quote David Goggins, right? Like if you get out of your comfort zone and you do those really hard things, that's what you celebrate. And when I mean celebrate, I mean celebrate. Get on, you know, get on tables, go out to eat, fly to Europe. I don't care. That's what you're trying to reward hard decisions. And I, I related in a metaphor to fitness. So if I go to the gym and I'm doing bench presses, the most important lift is the last one, the one that I couldn't do that rips my muscles, that gets the lactic acid in there that actually strengthens me. Everything before that was just pre preparation. And if I'm celebrating all of those because, oh, I'm really glad I got some weight up, it didn't make me grow. I have to celebrate the hard choice, the hard decision of I am going to do one more. I am going to do one. More. I'm going to, my hands are going to shake. And I'm going to push and do that. And I have so many people say to me, Don, I want to celebrate success and growth. And I challenge it saying, look, you are expected to be successful. I expect Alex to be successful in this life. Why would I celebrate you meeting expectations, right? That is the most bogus mentality because it gets you entitled for what you've done. You celebrate the growth, the hard things, the hard behaviors you're choosing to do, and it will motivate you to keep doing hard things. Man, this is the one I struggle with the most. So I want to hang here for a little bit as I think it'll really serve the creating a brand listeners as well. So a, a few questions on this. I want to start with a, kind of a basic one here probably, which is just, does this idea of celebrating growth and not just the result that is expected, does that get us too harsh on ourselves? Like we're, we're like, okay, this isn't good enough to celebrate. This is not the level. How do you really set a clear line of, okay, here's what we celebrate. Here's what we don't. What does that look like in your coaching path? As we coach it and we work with people on that, right, it is any time, then you'll typically outline and you'll know things that you're love doing or you're comfortable doing or decisions you're making. And when you make those counter things that are counter to your natural behavior, your natural uh, motivations, and you do them differently, 
that's where you celebrate it. And you don't set degrees of, well, was this enough growth to celebrate? Yes, it always is, right? Anytime you did the hard thing, celebrate. I had a CEO that I'm working with. They have the largest personal development company in Germany. And I don't speak German, so there's challenges. But um, they, he has a temper, right? As most entrepreneurs do, or many do. And he had a customer come back at him trying to get a charge back and posting a lot of negative things. And his natural response was to get online, blast this guy, slam it down, right? And he said, no, Don, I listened. I went slower. I took a couple of days and then I responded and we solved it. That is what we celebrated, okay? Now, there were company problems of what caused that issue and we're solving those differently, but he chose something that wasn't his natural behavior and we went crazy with celebrating that because he did something that was hard that wasn't wasn't normal for him. Uh, I love that, man. That's really powerful to hear. And I just want to hear from you. What does celebrating look like to you? And and this is foreign to me. I was actually, I talked about this recently on the podcast. I actually had a conversation with Michael Hyatt last week and he and I are, are very similar. He's much, much further along than I am. But we both talked about how celebrating success is is tough for us, like celebrating the wins and things like that. Like it, it turns into just an achievement. You checked off. It's like, okay, everyone calm down. Let's move on to the next thing and keep on going. So I just want to hear from you, maybe somebody who I'm not going to say has mastered this, but you understand the power of it a little bit better than maybe I do. What does this look like for you? So you hit on a really great point. And even with Michael's work and your work and other coaches and other entrepreneurs, they're so good at teaching what you should do and terrible at that advice for themselves. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Like you and Michael would be the first ones to say, no, you should celebrate. You should do that. By the way, I don't do it. <laughs> right? right. That's just not for me. I don't go on vacation. That's just not for me. Right. And so it's important to remember you are a human, just like everybody you talk to. You're the same one. And if you think it won't mat, it won't increase your productivity by celebrating, you are leaving 20% on the table. And I want you to look at a monetary, right? If you think you're as high as you are, taking the time to celebrate your growth is like finding free money because you're going to be more productive, more successful, more effective, like crazy by doing it. And how you do it depends upon you, right? I don't like to, I'm not a guy who likes to sit down and do nothing. I'm not a guy who likes to sit at the beach for two days, okay? But I do like to travel and I do like to work a lot. So if I'm going to celebrate growth, I'm going to go somewhere. Hey, I'm going to give, I'm, if I do these things that are hard, if I hit these milestones that are really outside of my reach, I'm going to go spend a weekend in New York and, and I'm probably going to work, but I'm going to go do something that I want to do that's fun. You apply your motivation energy towards things that work for you. You don't have to celebrate my way, celebrate your way, but celebrate because you don't want to leave money on the table. You don't want to leave opportunities on the table. It's a great perspective on this, man. For me, what this is kind of meaning that the, from the accountability standpoint, I'm going to tell a few people, hey, here's some goals that I have. And when I break those or I meet that level or I overachieve on this, then here's something I want to do. I think I'm going to get it really practical. And I don't know if maybe you would say that's too, too structured or too much. But I think that that's might be the only way that I personally actually implement this and, and do this. What are your thoughts on, on me doing something that's like that? That's exactly how I do it, okay. right? I'm very practical. It's very structured. It's very rules-based, right? Uh, and I, that's just my style, right? And that's what I like to do. So when I, I'll give you an example. This is very common for your listeners and entrepreneurs. They are not going to typically trust people doing certain activities. Hey, I'm the only one who can do this. It's hard for me to delegate these few things. It's a perfect spot for, hey, let's get you to grow. You got, you have an insecurity problem. So we're going to knock that out. Let's build somebody up, slowly build it out. But once you've totally delegated it, 
you're actually doing something hard. This is super hard for you. And by doing that, it's going to be better for your business. And now let's go celebrate how you want, right? Let's go do, it can be something small. It can be take a weekend off. I don't care, but you celebrate it in your way that acknowledges, Hey, I'm growing, I'm doing something that I don't love doing. And it's better for me and my family. Man, I, I love this point. I know that I got, for the listeners today, I know I got pretty personal. Alex Sanfilippo really asked the questions here, but I believe that many of you struggle with this as well. And I know that from people who have reached out saying that this is one of the toughest points for them. So Don, thank you so much for covering that side of accountability. Really important. Celebrate growth. Moving on to the fourth and final C here, crush mediocrity. So in uh, Florida, you know this being in Jack's Duval, you know this. Um, we have big bugs. Yes, we do. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you have, we, and we have bug people come all the time. Right. We still have huge bugs. And we actually have down or downstairs with this thing called, that we call the lonely flip-flop. Somehow we lost the other match and it's just sitting there. This is the bug smashing flip-flop. I when knew that's what it was for. Bug, I'm, in, I'm yeah. in Jackson, Florida. I know it. You got to have one of you, those. Right when you said it, you're like, there it is. I know what that is. Yeah. That's, a, that's an important tool. Yeah. And we, when we see these bugs, we have to smack it down. We have to crush it. Now, I don't know if you're you, you'll know, but your listeners, if you just tap a bug that didn't do anything, that bug is going to survive. And I've got this belief that if I don't hit it with everything I've got, that bug is going to go tell all of his friends, hey, Don's a wimp. Let's hang at his place. We got no danger. And they'll infect my whole house. So when I see a bug, I do, I just crush it with everything that I have. And that's the mentality I want you to have with mediocrity in your life. You are infected with it. So am I. There's things I shirk on, certain things that you shirk on. Sometimes it's with my personal life, with my spouse or kids. I'm not great at it sometimes, or I'm not great at doing this for my business. And when you identify it, you crush it with that mentality of, no, I'm done. I won't allow this anymore because anything less than that just allows it to infest, infect, and spread. I love the the explanation, the example you gave in, in this one here. Uh, a question on this, this idea, how do you hold yourself accountable or have someone hold you accountable for this idea here? So this is, the, you know, crushing mediocrity. We've all got it. And you, the first thing is to acknowledge we've all got mediocrity and we're going to have it. And I drive this philosophy. We, I know we've talked about it of when I want to change, you have to flip your mind from I need to change to I must change. I have to change, right? I will change. And that's part of the crush mediocrity philosophy is whatever that is that you have, whether maybe you eat too much or maybe you don't sleep well, or maybe you don't work with your employees well, you're a yeller, I don't care. It's switching your mind and getting, again, surrounding yourself with people that will tell you the truth and you realizing this is a problem and it's mediocrity in my life. I've let it infect too far. And now I'm going to crush it with everything that I have. It's a good point. It actually goes back to your the first rule that you shared when we were starting off. Like it starts with you, right? You've got to get real with yourself to decide, okay, what does this look like for me? Because there's some areas in my life where I don't excel naturally and others where I do. And I know where those lines are on both sides, if that makes sense. Like I, I know yeah. that, hey, I'm really good at this. And I know when I'm being mediocre versus really pushing the bar, pushing the limit and growing in that area versus somewhere else. And we've all kind of got those lines. It's a matter of really, first off, being self-aware and then making sure that you're being real with yourself and, and then transparent about it and, and getting some accountability around those things. Really an important point here, Don. I'm really excited that you shared. I mean, this has been a great conversation so far. I have to say, like, this has been great for me and getting more accountability in my work is going to be, I think, really beneficial. I can see in my mind already almost the immediate benefit from doing this. Like, I can see the dollar 
moving up because of just this type of thing. So thank you so much for sharing what you have so far. And you kind of touched on this a little bit before we close the episode, I'd like to get some final thoughts or words of wisdom on this topic of accountability from you. And you, you kind of briefly mentioned uh, a, a point that I want you just to dive into a little bit more where you were saying that, that I, I need to change type of thing. Can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. So uh, you'll be familiar in the personal development space, Dr. William Dyer, right? He's this, uh, you know, he did a lot of great work and he really talked about this concept of you're infected with the gonna do's, right? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this one day, right? And boy, if if myself and yourself and all of your listeners aren't infected with plenty of gonna do's. And when I see that, if anybody's thinking that, it's th- you got to start with, look, I'm, it's no longer going to do. I have to eliminate that vocabulary. I have to eliminate the vocabulary of I don't have time. We all have enough time. You just have to choose differently. And that's where you come with the mindset of not I need to do this or I want to do this. It is I must do this. I will do this. I have to do this. Shaping your mind from I need to to I must is that trigger of I will do whatever it takes to accomplish this. And it's the most life-changing kind of mental thing, the exercise that you can do going from I, I'm going to do this to I must do this. It'll change every part of your life from your work to your family, to your kids, to your own relationship with whatever spiritual thing you're aligned with. It'll change it. I promise. I love that, man. That's so powerful. Just simply saying that I must change. And in the book, you, you word it this way, I must change, I can change, and my past does not equal my future. I think that's such a powerful way to end this episode. Don, thank you so much for being a guest and for sharing all the wisdom with us today. Hey, thank you so much. And thanks for all the work that you do for entrepreneurs and uh, business owners all around the world. It, it, it's really cool to have what pod match and what you do. And I'm, I'm privileged to be with you. Thanks so much, Don. I really appreciate it. Since recording this episode with Don, I have become more intentional with recruiting accountability for my business, and I am already seeing a great difference. I want to challenge you to do the same. Reach out to someone and talk to them about the four C's of accountability that Don shared with us. Additionally, Don has an online accountability course that only costs $7 a month, which is well worth the investment to help you implement these four C's. I'll link to that in the show notes. Don, thank you again for being a guest and helping us all understand the importance of accountability in our businesses. To pick up a completely free copy of Don Marklin's book, The Four C's of Accountability, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 097. Thank you as always for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing another masterclass episode next week.